0: Hello, good afternoon friends and welcome back to Third Eye, the Casey Show on digital Revolution and you. In my last podcast, I was briefly talking about the need to ascertain the mental toughness or mental preparedness uh, by assessing yourselves uh, to face with the new norms that are appearing in the market. So as I mentioned in my last uh, podcast, I would get specialists to talk about the need to apply some techniques to uh, create a new energy and fight the new norm together. So I have a pleasure to introduce Vardaini, who has been in the field of sports and exercise psychology for the past six years. She has done her master's from UK. Loughborough University ranked two in the world for the sports management and the sports related stuff. And she has been engaged with a lot of team uh, as well as individual uh, enablement programs, including corporates. And uh, one of the things that strikes out in her profile is being associated with uh, the rowing team of India in 2018, uh, where they backed medals. Some of them were for the first time and she was part of the team and she was also the sports psychologist for that. So what we'll try to do is, uh, given the market situation, we all know that uh, being resilient is the, the new norm, as I see from the corporate point of view. And as I said, that when I looked at the sports psychology elements of it, I felt that there could be a correlation. So it's best thing is to understand from the specialist to uh, help us, guide us to see what is it that you as an individual can do to yourself so that you are sharpened as a, as a skill set and you are ready to fight the new norm and build a resilient organization. So I pause here and Vardhani, welcome to, to this show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, great to have you and we'll start with the basic background about Uh, what do you see uh, resilience as a factor and what are the enabling uh, factors around it and why one should be resilient? I mean, that could be a good starting point for our conversation. So over to you.
1: Yes. So uh, uh, being resilient, I mean, people are using this word very often. Uh, Like nowadays, you need to be resilient because you are in a crisis. So to perform better, you need to be resilient. So what's the meaning of resilience, first of all? Uh, To give a very simple, uh, in a layman's uh, language, it's just to bounce back. That means you're gone down because of certain uh, crisis. Uh, The idea is to bounce back quickly, as quickly as you can. So being resilient is meaning to bounce back, okay? So as an individual or as an organization, I'm talking from both perspectives. So let's think from an individual's point of view. To be resilient, you need to have certain factors associated with this uh, resilience. Okay. One, uh, you know, a lot of research has gone around having resilient champions in sport. So I'll just talk about a few uh, factors that are associated with this term resilience. Mm -hmm. One is um, you should have like a positive personality. That means uh, your attitude has to be positive. The outlook uh, to any situation has to be positive. Uh, Secondly, uh, your decisions that you take, uh, they they are your, you know, you have to take them as your own choices and not as sacrifices. Because once you take it as sacrifice, then, you know, it has some form of negative connotation to it. So whenever you have a choice or like when you take a decision in, say, a crisis situation, it has to be a choice and not that, oh, because... Uh, of this crisis, have done so much of sacrifice, you know, in that way. So that's how they look at, that's how resilient people look at the situation or the opportunity there As Uh, Then uh, thirdly, it's also your motivation. What motivates you to succeed? So even if the situation is a demanding or a challenging one, uh, a resilient person knows what are those um, motivators that will help him or her overcome the the situation. Uh, then you also have uh, your confidence. What boosts up your confidence? So a resilient person will know the factors in the environment or within himself or herself. Some skill sets that will boost their confidence. So uh, that those are certain factors which make or which develop resilience within a person. And um, uh, uh, another thing, what kind of you know umbrella term uh, for all these factors that I just mentioned? Is you look at the situation as a challenge and not as a threat. If you look at the situation as a threat, then within yourself, like from the physiological standpoint as well, uh, there are certain things that come out. Like you, your stress cycle starts basically. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the situation as a challenge, then you're accepting the situation and then performing. So that way, your, your focus is not the situation. Your focus is what you can do in this situation. So that's the uh, crux of being resilient in, say, a crisis situation.
0: Perfect. I think uh, this pandemic has been a, a huge, impactful event that has happened to the humankind. It's not unique to India or a specific sector, but it is across the board, across the globe and uh, many people are working on the new normals new models new business models and the factors of mental toughness or mental preparedness for the workforce will come into a play and in my last episode i did talk about need to uh, assess themselves where they stand and i think you brought about good topics to become a resilient individual and one of them strikes out is uh, how do you keep yourself motivated in terms of uh, given the situation because situation is not uh, offered as a, as a gift it has just happened i mean uh, you need to look at that as a opportunity as well as you rightly pointed out rather than a threat so are there any factors one can apply himself or herself to uh, see how he or she can become motivated given the current context of the environment because no more office is work from home uh stressful uh uh, deliverables uh, job uh, threats so variety of factors are impacting the negative side of uh, demotivating mind than motivating minds how one can understand to help them
1: uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you rightly said about the higher increase of demands. Like, you know, uh, even the situation is uh, you like, like you likely said that you know, it's it's an uncontrollable situation. It's it's something what you cannot control. So the key word here is controlling the controllables. That means uh, you need to control what is in your control. Uh, that's the only thing you can do right now in this situation, or even otherwise. Like, you know, if, if there is no pandemic, but Say you need to meet deadlines. You need to uh, achieve certain deliverables, like you said. Like, and there is always pressure. That's you know, like if you are in a high-performing environment or a high-pressure environment, there's always that uh, uh, run. Mm-hmm. Like you know, who's doing better than whom? Mm-hmm. There's competition. But if you focus on what you can control, uh, that's when you can deliver the best in your performance. Okay. So there are two parts here. Um, uh, I'll, I'll come to the term mindfulness after this, but before I go to that term mindfulness, I wanted to uh, uh, focus on two aspects. One is self-awareness, mm-hmm. and one is situational awareness. So, all right, this you know this pandemic has struck every uh, field of humankind, uh, but how is it How it has affected my own field of work? is what you need to know Uh, and in this given situation how can I like what about my self-awareness is going to help uh, improve this particular say industry that I'm working uh, for how will my skill uh, help the industry grow even in this crisis is what the combination of situational awareness and self-awareness will do Uh, now uh, in order to develop these two factors you need to be mindful uh, being mindful means uh, you need to be in the present. Like you need to understand your thoughts, your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, where you need what what you need to change within you to say probably excel in this situation. So that is a bit about self awareness uh, and being mindful of what's happening around you. Hmm. So being mindful of uh, uh, say you you mentioned job threats, like you know uh, what is uh, what is What are those factors that are helping people survive in the market? Hmm. Uh, those are the things that you need to be mindful about and try and imbibe that within yourself. Right. Uh, so self-awareness and situational awareness, the combination of that uh, is required. And in order to do that, you need to be develop this concept of mindfulness within you.
0: Excellent. So let's step back because uh, while the individuals are very important, The individuals uh, survive when there is a job and there is a job when the business continues or business excels, right? So applying these principles in terms of uh, being resilient or building the resilience into individual or as an organization, I'm sure most of the large corporates would have started the new journey. And uh, Mm. there is a buzzword about uh, resilient organization uh adapt yes. adaptability is another uh, term that is being coined saying that how do you quickly adapt to the given uh, situation is, is a key thing do you think uh, applying these techniques or these principles at the right. at the enterprise level and defining okay. new sets of uh, kpis i mean K- kpis are uh, very critical uh, factors by which people get assessed uh do you think you can Marry these two elements. That means uh, individual readiness or preparedness of being mindful, resilient, uh, understanding the factors. But it will be a very good idea to understand from you where you see organizations applying these principles in developing some new set of uh, guidelines or uh, KPIs to help people excel in their field.
1: Right, right. So, I mean, like you said, like, you know, being, uh, you know, the organizational resilience will come through only people, like people who guide employees uh, to a certain, you know, from A to B, if they develop resilience within themselves. So those qualities are required within the people. Of course, everyone won't be very resilient. You can't expect everyone to be. But people setting guidelines or goals for the uh, organization. Uh, they need to have certain um, uh, factors which could be considered or taking into consideration. Uh, one could be based on um, leadership. Like um, if you, if you, uh, you know, if you take leaders for example, like you know, uh, uh, leaders in crisis. Uh, what exactly are factors that define them to be better leaders? Um, one could be uh, b- better delegation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, rather than, you know, focusing on, say, uh, the emotional part of, you know, this crisis, which is like irritated uh, irritation, frustration, which also comes back because of crisis. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on skill sets, uh, the problem itself, and then delegate responsibilities accordingly, mm-hmm. then the leader becomes a much better or much resilient leader or uh, he'll sustain he or she will sustain for a longer period in that crisis situation so um yeah uh, one factor is that like you know uh, delegating roles and responsibilities in a structured way focusing on the problems and not emotional problems uh that's one part which could help uh, uh, uh an organization become much more resilient and uh, uh what i mentioned earlier like uh what plays an important role here is uh, how aware you are of the situation, mm. and I'm not uh, talking about the crisis. I'm talking about how uh, the crisis has impacted the industry. Uh, what is the short-term goal one can set? What is the longer goal one can set? Mm. And um, uh, focusing on the process goals and not the outcome goals. Process is right now. If uh, you know, if I dropped from uh, zero to minus one, um, I don't want to you know go to five. I first need to go to zero, and in order to go to zero, what are the steps that I have to focus on? Mm-hmm. So that those steps are required uh, because usually, what happens because of the competitive nature of organization, like everyone is competing, um, we end up focusing more on the fifth level mm-hmm. uh, rather than focusing on coming back to normalcy or coming, you know, going back to normal. That's when the tumble starts mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. more, more, further. So, hence, focusing on goals with process-oriented and not outcome-oriented could be a second factor in uh, developing resilient organization. And um, uh, the third thing what I mentioned earlier was controlling the controllables. So, um, like I said, competitions cannot be controlled. What other organizations are doing cannot be controlled. what uh, till until when this crisis is going to last cannot be controlled. So what can be controlled is what is what can be done. Say in the next six months, mm. or you know, how can my organization uh, progress within the next six months or within the next three months? That is what is in your control um, through your skilled labor, through your skilled employees. That's what uh, leaders need to focus on in order to develop that organization and become much more resilient in nature right this also
0: tells me that uh, even the leadership development programs we we need to take a relook in terms of uh, ability because ultimately if you don't have quality leaders what percolates down is uh, is a crazy mess but if you have top class leaders to remold them uh, and to help become more resilient leader Uh, which can percolate down to the lowest strata of the organization's skills would would help. So you guys uh, are involved in uh, corporate world as well as I understand. So do you run some, any programs that can help both employee and and employers as such to uh, come up with some some ideas?
1: Yes, uh, we do have like some programs focused more on uh, developing mindfulness as a, concept within the organization. So, uh, there's, uh, there's a program that we run called as mindful organization, uh, wherein we include both um, uh, managers uh, as well as their bosses, as well as the subordinates, uh, wherein uh, everyone gets a chance to understand what is mindfulness as a concept mm-hmm. and how can they uh, make uh, their daily interaction, communication, uh, or like as I mentioned about goals, uh, all these things much more mindful and related to the moment, rather than uh, uh, related to say, as I said, emotional aspects, or something that happened in the past or something that you know, is unpredictable things that may happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, that causes that's like a basic cause of a lot of agitation and confusion in between uh, the teammates or like, you know, the members. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's one thing one program is called as a mindful organization. Then uh, uh, we also have mindful leadership wherein certain qualities that make a leader much more mindful. Uh, how can they apply certain practices like I'll give you an example like um, uh, having mindful meetings like you know uh, people like Cheryl uh, Sandberg from Facebook or uh, they apply such techniques in their organization that will help employees become more in the moment and give out uh, strategies or give out uh, um, ideas which are uh, a product of being mindful rather than as i said being stuck a lot into the past or uh, you know dwelling a lot into you know maybe c- certain agitations uh, arguments that happened in the past and getting that uh, into the current meeting right. so there's something called as mindful meeting which uh, you know is one of the activities that uh, we teach um, Uh, uh, in the mindful leadership program.
0: Oh, interesting. Very interesting. And uh, uh, why relate sports versus corporate is a very simple analogy. Because in sports, there is a sporting arena. In the business, there is a marketplace. There is a a team psychology. There is an individual play. There is winning at any cost, winning strategically. So there are a lot of corollaries one can draw uh, as such between the sports psychology versus what I call is performance psychology. Yes.
1: And it's all
0: about building a winning combination within the organization. And uh, I'm sure uh, some of the principles that you mentioned in your programs can be easily adopted by the listeners themselves individually or the corporates that can engage with uh, people like you. Uh, which are there in the field, trying to rebuild the new setup. Coming back to uh, the resilience part, and we talked about motivation. We talked about uh, being mindful will help them to overcome those factors. Uh, I'm stuck with leadership because uh, if you don't gear gear your organizations with the top class leaders and... uh, like it is possible that individuals should know or be aware of the current situation, the organization also need to understand the current situation of the quality of the leadership that they have versus what they want for tomorrow. So do you see a fast track happening between the uh, new millennials uh, taking a leadership role? Because you don't know uh, how one can react to a given situation because, as you rightly said, keep the past behind. Think of the present, but there will be very few old timers who will be willing to change. So the change yeah. organization management could be will will play an important role. What's your view on that?
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, and this reminds me of uh, certain examples I can use from the sports side as well, because uh, I think, as you said, you can draw a lot of correlations between sports and business. You mm-hmm. um, you have like a coach who's probably an old timer. And uh, then you have the young group of team, you know, who are like the current generation. And uh, somehow if, you know, the old timer uh, coach does not understand this current generation, Uh, or is not adapting to certain changes for example um, sports science has become a big thing in every sporting team that you know uh, currently India has or internationally as well Mm -hmm. and a lot of digitalization has come into sports too but if the old timer uh, coach does not accept this fact then somewhere I feel you know he's also limiting the team to grow Uh, and in such times, uh, I've seen uh, changes in the coaching, uh, uh, you know, scenario, or the coaches have been replaced because of this. So yes, adaptability, as we mentioned earlier, I guess that is a very important factor that comes here. You need to be adaptable to the current change, and the change is very quick.
0: Absolutely. Uh, absolutely.
1: Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, the change is very very quick. Uh, so if today I have a f- Fitbit watch tomorrow, it, it could be a redundant thing, you know, because it's not showing me say HRV, which is heart rate variability. Yeah. So I'll I'll go for like you know uh, maybe a Apple Watch or something which is giving me that or a Polar watch. So this this is this is how quickly technology is changing, and similarly uh, the mindset also like that also is changing. How the generation looks at victory, how the generation looks at losses, all those things change and. Uh, that's what the coaches need to bridge the gap like you know they need to so there is definitely an extra effort needed from a leader to understand that generation i think that is one factor what any leader at any performance uh, uh, you know field needs to understand that uh, if there is a generation gap you will only understand that generation if you are uh, if you understand how they're thinking or what what is their view on certain
0: things right 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 You you also engage with a lot of sports uh, team and individuals. What is your view on uh, the physical fitness uh, element of it? Because uh, is there is a relation between uh, one has to be physically fit to be mentally fit? That means what gives you that motivation to remain fit physically, or will physically fitness motivate me to remain healthy mentally?
1: Okay, Uh, so one factor that uh, bridges this gap between uh, say being uh, regular in fitness and uh, you know uh, uh, and very good in performing at your workplace or say you know at any performance field is the discipline i think uh, that's one factor which unites the two so if you're disciplined uh, you have to be disciplined in holistically means you are disciplined with your own body you know what to eat you know when to eat you know when to go and work out uh, you know how much water to uh, you know in uh, how much water intake you need so um, your maintenance of your body uh, will allow you to even have that discipline across your uh, life hmm. be it your work or be it your relationships or you know other things so uh, the holistic development uh, definitely like you know uh, if there is one element that i want to focus on say a discipline one or a motivation one there's something called as global motivation that means how motivated you are in your whole life. And then there is something called as specific motivation, that, you know, how motivated are you to keep up your health or your, um, uh, your, your workplace performance or, say, you know, socializing with your friends or with your family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, that element is something that is common across. And definitely there is a relation between uh, how you maintain yourself fitness-wise and how you maintain your uh, professional life
0: or your personal life. Got it, got it. Excellent. I think uh, uh, time would be uh, always a challenge in terms of how much can we speak on this interesting topic. I'm sure we'll get more opportunities to explore further. But I think it was very nice to understand from a a specialist in this field of mind games. I mean, it's all about um, how tough you can be in a a crisis situation to not to get distracted or uh, depressed but to remain motivated, focused and assess yourself where you are today because what you have, you have no one is going to either take it away or give extra to you how do you preserve that and how do you uh, keep that handy being aware of them or being mindful in your language of what you have today so that you can protect your job if you are in job or if you're applying for a new job, you can present it properly. So this was wonderful. And I'm sure we will uh, share uh, your website address and uh, where people can reach out to you, whether it's a corporates or individuals. uh, And we will definitely circle back on these topics in coming uh, episodes. And we'll pick up something specific to a a vertical, if there is something that we can think of. Is there anything that you would like to give the listeners as a pass... uh, concluding message from your side so that one can really cope up with and adapt to the new norm of life
1: yeah so I think it's it's okay to feel low it's okay to like you know um, get bogged down with the situation or how you know things are progressing it's fine but the idea is to you know see how I can pick myself up from here and that only you can do it Only you yourself can do it. No one else can, you know, no one else can motivate you to pick up. So uh, that's why I guess what I mentioned about being aware about yourself rather than uh, dwelling in those emotions. Just try to understand how can I come out of the emotional part and start working towards my progress.
0: Interesting. Is there any website you would like to mention to the listener where they can reach out to?
1: Yes. uh, So, my organization is called Mind First Performance Psychology. And uh, you can just uh, type mindfirstperform.com. That's uh, where you can find me and my team. Mind First Perform. Not bad.
0: Excellent. So, thank you so much, Vardhani, for your time. And look forward to catching up again. Have a wonderful uh, corporate and personal engagements in future good luck sure thank you so much thank you for having me on this podcast